My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. All right. Welcome to episode 28 of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Don DeLeo alongside, well, virtually alongside, Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Uh, how you doing, guys? This has been a whirlwind of a week since we last met. Uh, it's been it's been all right. Uh, had a had a little bit of a coronavirus scare today, uh, but we saved the office. <laughs> so obviously, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, uh, the big story everywhere: finance, sports, gambling, everything, and uh, we are doing this. In uh, with social distancing in mind, we are doing this through Skype, um, through the virtual world. But we're gonna keep putting out podcasts for you guys, and uh, you know we're still going through all of this together. We're gonna figure out what there is to bet on. There's still futures you can place. There's still horse racing you could do, and uh, it's just it's it's just a wild time, wild time. Terry, how are you? I know that Joe is still not working from home. I am now. I am now. We got the go-ahead. Oh, today. Well, for me. Did you not read the text I sent? Yeah, I did, but the listeners didn't. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Joe. You and your inside jokes. Well, you just said it, so I was like, oh, well, hold on, hold on. We're here. <laughs> thanks, Dom, for asking about my well-being. Uh, I'm okay. I'm on day three of working from home. I live by myself. I'm in a 750-square-foot apartment. The walls are all white. Um, <laughs> and on you? Third day, I mean, day one, this, this it was a 750-square-foot apartment. Day two, maybe 700. Day three, we're probably around 650. It's getting pretty <laughs> small. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I can only look out my window and see what's going on in the world. Minimal human contact. Bruce Corey, how are you? Um, I'm actually doing all right. Didn't start working from home till yesterday. Um, once I was completed with all my tasks, I did successfully win a Warzone game in Call of Duty. Uh, it's a battle royale, Fortnite style type game, and I got to teabag some, you know, little kids Teabags. on the internet. So it was a good day. <laughs> Boy, so shit. Obviously, you work from home and you just start teabagging kids. Grow up, Joe. Everyone's doing it. Obviously, <laughs> NBA postponed their season indefinitely. March Madness canceled. Spring sports in the NCAA canceled. Um, NHL indefinitely postponed. Um, MMA, pretty much anything that we were like, like if you took last week and put us directly into next week, um, like right now, the amount of sports that have been taken away from us is absurd like we were about to do four d- deep dive podcasts on each of the regionals and the ncaa tournament i lost out on my dayton 125 to one future there was a simulation all these brackets and simulations going out right now ohio state won the um, washington post simulation so joe and i would have cashed in on a 40 to one ohio state ticket baylor was probably going to be a number one seed um the ncaa one hurts the most because Obviously, the NBA um, and NHL, I, I mean, 
as of right now, I mean, you see how much things changed since last week. I mean, next week we can be talking about them um, and definitely, you know, canceling the season. Um, but there's still hope, um, and it's still probably more likely than not that they'll eventually play um, those games and finish out those playoffs. Um, but I just want to – anything you want to say about the college basketball season before we put it to rest for bed because I, I just don't want to keep coming back to it um, because I am devastated uh, today. Thursday is, you know – Usually the best day of the college, you know, the sports world, in my opinion, where there's four games going on all day um, in the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. This weekend is usually awesome. But anything you want to say, Terry, about the college basketball season as we do a 2020 season eulogy? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, a great season. Cut a, a beacon of light just put out too soon. Um it was going to be an awesome tournament. It was going to be an exciting tournament. You know, it was one of those seasons where there was no clear-cut number one team, no, like, Duke last year, it, and it would have been really exciting, and it would have, you know, Dayton could have won national championship. You have no idea. And now, Yeah, we'll never- I mean, Kansas probably was the number one clear-cut, and I think they would have if they won the Big 12 tournament. We didn't even get the conference tournaments now that we're talking about it. So no, yeah. We get the first half of one game in the Beast. Like, just very sad. It's, and, yeah, and it's just, you know, that's it's the best time to bet, and now we don't have it, and it just I feel incomplete. I feel sad. I just... Struck down in the prime of life. I don't know. I honestly put it out of my mind and didn't realize today was... Would have been, would have been the day. Would have, would have been, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, shout out to Joe and I for getting hired by the Action Network, a rising, uh, quickly rising sports platform, uh, gambling platform. Um, I was, you know, pretty much contracted to write about the biggest gambling tournament of the year, and then it gets canceled. So that's fun. Um, not hopefully, <laughs> not great. <laughs> I mean, hopefully baseball season coming up um you know but we'll see what happens but uh joe just to quickly touch on well first let's talk about what we are gambling on now like what the immediate fallout for the gambling world is because we're going to talk about the nfl free agency nfl futures win totals nfl draft uh props and then we could talk about because i know that you put it on twitter that you added to some of your nba futures um yeah um you know what is it uh profile platforms um I mean, for, but but I I don't I don't I'll, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. Yeah. For right now, what are you guys doing to uh, scratch the itch? I watched not live curling yesterday, like internet like a recorded international curling yesterday, just to watch some sort of sport. Did nothing for me. Well, did you gamble on it? You couldn't. It was old. Like it was just like old <laughs> curling. There was on. There wasn't even like an old game on. So like, I agree. It is pretty tough. It's quite. I I wound up. I just withdrew all my money from uh, the illegal gambling sites that we use. Uh, 
just because I didn't want to be tempted to like go on the online casino or something like that. Well, that's um, why the stocks are all crashing in the gambling world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I did sure, reinvest. Yeah. I did reinvest. I took the money out and I bought MGM stock. So, ah, so th- there's two things that I do. Um, Terry, why don't you talk about what you've been doing to scratch the itch? Uh, I've just been looking longingly out of my window and masturbating. At the same time? Fair enough. What do no, you two different activities. Oh, All right, good. That'd be, we'd have to call the police if the yep. other was... I'll say that would be better. Right. Producer Corey, I was betting some uh, Mexican soccer for like a day, and then they canceled the season two, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, I tried to do UFC, lost both my bets. It was just no good. I've got pending um, bets in Russia right now. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? There's two things that I'm I'm using to um, kind of keep my feet in the gambling space. Uh, one is horse racing because there is still horse racing going on. They announced that they're pushing back the Kentucky Derby, which uh, just screws up. Really late. Well, I mean, it just screws up all of the like the the race to get into the Kentucky Derby because yeah. like these races normally um, these three year old horses like aren't going to be getting the pra- like the points to get into the the derby usually and it's going to be like this crazy kind of um it's going to be a different peak for for horses like yeah, cuz they're, they're young horses and they're going to have to like have some like July August races and just kind of like you know push in there but that's usually it could it just completely changes the you know, the race in general. Yeah. You know the last time the Kentucky Derby was moved? WW2? Yeah, 1942. Oh, wow. Well. Does this yeah. mean you're going to have, like, a Danny Almonte-like type horse sneak into the race? <laughs> <laughs> it seems, oh, like, it seems like that could happen now. Well, it's going to be weird, though, too, because, like, you're going to see, like, the, I think the Derby's going to be run, like, after the Whitney and, like, after the Travers and stuff, so... Yeah, uh, those are normally races that you would see potential like derby runners or winners or triple crown winners in, and they maybe they won't run because of the proximity to uh, the Kentucky Derby. So it's going to be maybe. interesting to see because a lot of the times those horses that could win, maybe they win Belmont or only Belmont, and they're still running these races. But now with the Derby being so late, if there is a legitimate triple crown shot, you wonder if it's going to take away from some of these other big races in the summer. I, it's going to be a very tough, like I, I, I heard yesterday on TVG that the Travers is technically scheduled one week before the Kentucky Derby. It's, so it's like, going to have to get moved. They're going to have to move everything. And it, all these tracks kind of like do their own thing. And the owners kind of pick and choose based on like what has been, told are you're getting like your horse you know kentucky derby points to get into the derby so like it's it's just all screwed up um, yeah i think that you know there is racing going on right now like i was playing fairgrounds yesterday uh played a little bit of Gulfstream yesterday oakland uh, on the weekend yeah so i think maybe we should do like all three of us because all three of us do and you know enjoy betting um the ponies maybe like on a friday or saturday like we'll pick up a track and we'll just like do a full like twitter or like live stream or something and just go into it because like this is a crazy opportunity for horse racing right now and i've heard some stories about like the handle at oakland was like 
12 times more than what it was like in a normal race because they, there's just nothing that people are betting on. And as sports gambling is becoming legalized in all of these states, like there's a void. Like I've seen tweets about it, like more from people that aren't really in the gambling space um, because they're just looking to. Are they more in the gambling sector? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but we're gonna we'll pick one. How about we do like Fairgrounds yeah. has a good card on uh, Friday and Saturday, Gulfstream Park. We'll announce it on Twitter, um, yeah, we'll, and we'll do it because yeah, there's stream. Where is that? Florida, Florida. Gulfstream's Florida. Uh, that's what uh, I said. On let's, Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then like we can see how it goes, but potentially uh, maybe we can use a little horse racing guest on here. You know? Yeah. But, like, we can just talk about, like, what we look towards and betting. Like, you know, I don't – we're not going to really teach people how to read a PP, but, like, we'll, like, send you pictures. Watch your mouth, PP. Like. <laughs> not safe for work, Dom. I don't uh, know how to handle a PP. Because, like, I got into – wild. I got into horse racing, like, two years ago, and it's, it's a crazy world. If you have, like, an analytical mind and, like, like data and like numbers, like, and it's a great – but <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a really fun sport to play and i've actually had conversations about this with people in the horse racing industry that they have done because it's been legal for much longer than the actual like gambling world that we know in the last year or two like they're the way they talk about it is like much more business-like and much more distinguished like you talk about playing it. You're not talking about betting it. Like you're talking Ooh. about. Well, it's also like an interesting thing too because of the way the racetracks make their money. They usually take uh, like a handle of the pool of money that's bet on the race. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, they're incentivized. Like they want people to bet. Like they don't care if people have like information. Like I mean, they care about information, but they want people to have a good time. They want people to come out. They don't care. Like if somebody wins a ton of money, that's good for everybody. You know, yeah, so. I mean, you're, you're not playing against the track, like you're playing against other people, and that's kind of like the difference there. But yeah. it's still like there's still like a little bit of like just they, they, they talk about it like they're distinguished, like you know, and there's a little bit more respect they give people, and I think that's there's gonna a little bit you know, more drip gray in their speech. And that's going to drip down a little bit to sports gambling now. Like you're seeing like Action Network writing these articles and putting out these pieces on like analytics and numbers, like the rise of DVOA and NFL gambling, like these analytical. You just say us. You don't have to say the Action Network. (laughs) No. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's still still in my Twitter handle, so. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing I'm doing is like I'm looking at these gambling stocks because like – uh, I mean, I I have faith in the world that we are going to kind of contain this virus at some point, and that's we're gonna we're gonna go back to just normal life. Whether that's two months from now, whether that's six months from now, whether that's a year from now, like you know, I I believe a that year? the world. Will, I'm I'm saying I'm preparing for everything. Oh my god, my apartment's are you a fifty square state prepper? No, I'm not. Then you're not preparing for everything. I mean, I have a lot of toilet paper right now. I have a lot of alcohol. Oh, and, very privileged of you to take all the toilet paper, Dominic. You know, I can only get one roll at a time. It's your fault. I'm going to not be able to wipe my ass. <laughs> so buy, buy a bidet for like $20 on Amazon. So I was talking to one of my friends. and his I actually wife just canceled is... my Amazon account. What? Yep. 
I don't need that shit. Fuck him. Well, anyway, what was your friend saying? He said his his wife is Indian, and he said that uh, if you really want to get toilet paper, if you go to like an ethnic store, they all have it because they don't freak out. So he was like, when I went to he went to like some other like Indian store, and they had like plenty of toilet paper. I stopped at the Korean store; they had toilet paper. Like, we're, you got to just go to these places. Like, it's, if you get stay away from the Whole Foods and the Wegmans and the ShopRites, maybe they're not they're not freaking out as much. So no, I mean, if you look at all the Tip places, the it's all just it's all just white people with their white toilet paper buying all like everything. It's, yeah, the worst. But we're eventually going to get past this, um, and where you'll die, whatever. Or we'll I mean, as as collectively, as as a, oh, you know, I'm I'm yeah. not going out really outside at all. Like I'm I'm doing my <laughs> part to flatten the curve. Like I go outside in the yard at some point just to get some sun. Oh, nice but, yard. Oh, I got yeah. yard time. Yeah. Sweet. It's not like prison yeah. at all. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but like some of these gambling stocks, like MGM, like Joe bought today. Um, I also bought or, or yesterday rather. Um, like are down to like. 2009 levels uh it was 30 it was like they were like $35 stocks like a couple days ago yeah yeah yeah, i i I, I think if you're if you're gonna be supporting the gambling industry it's uh something you should think about like mgm i don't know if i'd buy penn stock right now they got a lot of debt um even though they took a barstool um and you know, but do your research. Be your own, uh, be your, be your own, own sharp, sharp there. <laughs> um, like yeah, be your own Dra- broker. But DraftKings, like Diamond Eagle acquisition, DEAC, yep. like uh, FanDuel, I think also is part of like a holding company. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, be yeah, we address the fact that Joe's eating a lollipop. <laughs> it's really good. I've never done this when we're in person. It's just weird. <laughs> Feels more free in his own couch. To just right. on a lollipop mid. Am I wearing pants? I don't know. I don't want to know, Joe. Just please don't move the camera. So the oddscast <laughs> is gonna is gonna do its own uh, bet the ponies day. We'll figure out when we're doing it. It's gonna be either Friday or Saturday, and uh, we'll take you along the horse racing ride because it's a it's a beautiful world, and I don't know how long it's gonna stay around if we go on like national quarantine martial law type shit but uh for for the immediate future it is here and we're going to take you on that ride and anything else before we take a quick break and go into um some of the futures markets uh Uh, just as a quick testimonial to the odds cast ability to pick horses just got into it last summer first day i think you set me up with a pick four or a pick five pick five five yeah i remember this hit it First time, obviously I'm a spoiled brat now when it comes to uh, gambling with gentlemen, but uh, or I'm sorry, distinguished people, whatever you said. <laughs> Did um, you do this on like a Tuesday? Yeah, well, no, it was, it was no, it, it was, was on like a Thursday. It was it was uh, <laughs> I think it might have been a Saratoga. It was like an early pick five at yeah, Saratoga. Yeah, it was right when Saratoga opened. Yeah, and then uh, we actually went to the FanDuel Sportsbook to watch like the last <laughs> the two last races. Race. <laughs> and a testament to producer Corey's um, just dedication to being a smart investor. 
he immediately withdrew the pick five winnings, and I still don't think he has ever bet on horses since that point. I did it in Saratoga when I was hammered. So doesn't count. It doesn't count when you do it in person. Yeah, you got to be distinguished. If you do it through the app. I was not distinguished. Yeah. Terry, so, anything? Um, I mean, uh, just a little pep talk. Hang in, hang in there, guys. I mean, I it's you go, you look at any of your sports books, and there's nothing, nothing really to bet on. There's nothing on ESPN. There's nothing on. There's nothing on anything. But <laughs> we'll we'll make it through this. Hang in there. We're here for you. You can always bet horses. You can always bet on marbles on Twitter. <laughs> you can always bet futures. Brighter days are ahead. You can always I fill think. out those uh, those like March sadness brackets of like yeah. best best two thousands hip hop song or like best sports movie or yeah fast food brackets. And the thing is, like don't just don't force it. There's always an argument on Twitter for you to get in. You just have to find it. <laughs> oh, definitely. And just go to that thrill. I'll go to that church preaching that message. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, NFL free agency news. We're probably going to argue about whether Tom Brady and the Bucks are a play. Um, Yes. We're going to talk about the big moves. We're going to talk divisional odds, Super Bowl odds, uh, NFL draft odds, win totals, um, and then the rest of the futures markets. Because right now, that's really the only thing keeping us going. Um, stay tuned. Episode 28. Daniel, take him out of here. Book him. All right. All right. All right. All right. And we are back. We are back and we are working from home. Practice that social distancing, everybody. Stay at home if you can. Um, Only yourself. We're going to go back to the futures market here. Joe, uh, I saw you tweet out that you like a um, future. Um, There's been a lot of development with the team that you like, um, that you place that futures bet on. Can you please go into that? Wait, hold on. Wait. Did you say back to the futures market? Yes. Uh, That was good. That was a good one. I just wanted to, yeah. We like that. Dap up there. Dap that. Joe, tell everybody how you bet on a team that now half of them have the Rona. Uh, so the latest development since I tweeted this out, but uh, I bet on the Nets plus 10,000 to win the Eastern Conference. Um, right now they're slotted in as the seventh seed. Um, I kind of like this bet because, well, recently now too, apparently Kevin Durant's agent said uh, that he thinks it's unlikely that Kevin Durant plays this season. But um, I think that they just don't want to put out the uh, the idea that he could play because they don't want to perpetuate the fact that like he's a bitch. So they want. They, like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Like he joined the Warriors. He's got the Rona now. Like how many more things can go wrong here? 
So, I did. I did see a tweet that said, "I don't know who it is, oh, it credits was, or whatever about like Kevin Durant saw coronavirus winning, so he joined him." So he joined him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that I bet on them mainly because of Kevin Durant. They're in the seventh seed. They avoid the Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and at odds of like plus ten thousand, uh, you know, a twenty dollar bet wins two grand. So my thought process is if they make the playoffs, I'm going to just hedge it probably every step because like, it's only three rounds that I have to hedge um, and I can get some free bets or free money out of this uh, one way or the other. Um, so I, I like them. You automatically get Kevin Durant on uh, who's one of the best players in basketball on your team and you're avoiding the Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals. He had said he wanted to play in the Olympics or was considering playing in the Olympics. So, I mean... I don't see why he wouldn't play in the playoffs if he does have the opportunity and is healthy uh, and is able to even play because Kevin Durant and even a 20 minute role is going to be one of the most electric and dynamic players uh, on the court in any type of NBA game. Did but, you just say he's not playing? Well, his agent like is kind of saying, don't expect him to play now. Uh, he just came out and said that I think either, well, to, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it was. Um, so, you know, it's something to consider, but the odds have also dropped a lot since I put the bet in because I got him at plus 10,000, but then on Will Hill now they're plus 2,000, and now even on MGM they're plus 4,900. So uh, it it has been quite the change, but so there's, there's a little bit less value. Uh, but it's still, you know, the Nets aren't a bad team. And uh, they are going to play the Raptors, probably, if the seeding stays the same. And then the winner of Celtics, Sixers, so probably the Celtics. And that's kind of where you're at. Have they announced the other players that got coronavirus? Uh, Not on the Nets, but uh, Christian Wood has tested positive, who has been absolutely dynamic since he has taken over the starting role from Andre Drummond on the Pistons when he got traded. Fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he's really good. He's actually going to be an unrestricted free agent this year, and uh, he's somebody. He's 23 years old, and he is somebody that the what the hell. <laughs> he's, Keep he's going. Sure, this is why you blur your background, Corey. Um, so, <laughs> and uh, that's somebody that uh, the Knicks apparently are rumored to be going after this summer. Uh, so, so he must be good. He actually yeah. is. But, uh, he can shoot threes. Uh, ever since Drummond left, he's averaging like 23 points a game on 12 rebounds a game. He's a good guy. Not bad. None, none of the uh, – none of the – who's – was the Oklahoma team? I forget their name. None of the Oklahoma City Thunder have tested Yes, positive. the Thunder. Yes. No, they, should be able positive. To, they should be able to continue uh, crushing against the spread. And, uh, yes. you know. Okay, at 50 years old, he's fine. I have an issue with these guys who are probably the least concerned, who should be the least concerned about getting this virus, considering their health um, and just overall, like, good health. Like, how are they getting tested? Yeah, I mean, I understood when they were trying to rush to see, like, when they thought Rudy Gobert might be, you know, sick. Because they were going to be playing a game, uh, mm-hmm. that made sense. But at this point, it's like, why are you testing these guys? Like, 
they have enough money to stay isolated in you know a mansion i saw like in oklahoma they had like 100 tests to do daily and like 69 of them nice Nice. around there went to like the entire like oklahoma city team like thunder team like including like the equipment managers and like everybody needed for the production of the 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 franchise but um just you know just wild times we're living in going to nfl free agency big news this week we had two huge trades um that will impact your fantasy yeah. rosters stefan diggs got traded for a first rounder going from the vikings to the bills um deandre hopkins got traded for a second rounder a bag um, of peanuts um, david johnson um he got dra- he got traded from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Bill O'Brien, Bob, capital B O B, just uh, getting wrecked on Twitter and all the social media about how he's running this team as a general manager. Um, so the digs to Buffalo move kind of made some uh, you know made a lot of people look at Buffalo as a team that could maybe finally break this Patriots streak. And then we had um, Tom Brady announced that he was leaving the Patriots and now assigned with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Hallelujah. 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 So Terry Takes is celebrating because he has been betting Tampa Bay Bucks futures um, for like the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, I was more celebrating as a Dolphins fan, but yeah, no, also betting. Uh, yeah, so I started betting. I liked Tampa. I, I was looking, I was looking for value, as they say, in the investment world. And I, I saw the Bucks. I thought the NFC South showed some value. Saints on the decline. Panthers, new head coach. Falcons just a, sh- a shell of themselves after the twenty twenty seven to three or twenty was it twenty four three twenty seven twenty eight three twenty eight three even worse um, fiasco and you have the Bucks you have Bruce Arians that's coach in that division you have a very talented roster you just needed a quarterback to take care of the football they weren't going to resign Jameis Winston top five defense. They were at 50 to 1. I was just hammering 50 to 1, 50 to 1, 50 to 1. And then, even with the news that Brady was going to sign there two days ago, it was still 50 to 1 at some places. So, why wouldn't you add more? Now, um, if you look at the books, Tampa Bay is down to like 17, 16 or 17. Yeah. A couple um, promos out there to get them like 30 to 1 still, but. Yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't take them now. I would wait till you know the season starts, and they probably lose some games because Brady isn't as good as people think he is. Um, and yeah, I system. I want to talk about that because I don't necessarily like. I agree with the take that the Bucks are probably going to be better this year, simply because the turnover differential was absurd. Yeah, we went through so many picks. But they were in a position where they had a very potent offense um, because of just their, like, run-and-gun style. Like, they had an explosive offense. I don't know if Brady is the same kind of explosive quarterback 
and like don't take this out of context but like he's not i don't think he's as explosive of a quarterback as Jameis winston like i don't take really i haven't context. i haven't seen like brady deep balls like look the same and granted like mike evans chris godwin much better than anything the patriots have um or had in the last like two years in terms of deep threats but like you know brady is going to be turning 43 this year um I don't necessarily buy that the Bucks are going to be a contender this year in the NFC. I I disagree wholly, unequivocally. I don't know any other words to use because I have a limited vocabulary because I don't read well. Vehemently. Um, vehemently. Uh, I think that their offense has all the weapons in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Evans, Godwin, you got Ronald Jones. Who's the other running back? I forget. Who cares? Um, but he has some more weapons than what he had in New England. He doesn't, like, if Tom Brady's your best offensive player as he was in New England at, you know, 42 years old, you have an issue. Going to Tampa Bay takes the burden off Brady. He can run the ball, or Tampa Bay can run the ball, and he can get just the ball in the hands of his playmakers. You got OJ Howard down there too, right? Still, did he didn't really Yeah. He, yes. He's yeah. There. People forget. And you just have all so many more weapons, and I think you know it seems people think it's odd that he would mm-hmm. sign there. But you look at their offense; they have so many weapons, and you have an offensive-minded head coach and Bruce Arians, who, yeah, I mean, just I mean, he won twelve and eleven <laughs> games. Coaching Carson Palmer in Arizona, just the dead body of Carson Palmer, with you know, <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald and all the other weapons out there. So you, you bring the best quarterback ever, Tampa. You know, New England gets a little cold. You get a little older, hurt your hurt your joints. You got you know, yeah, stays warmer. He's he's a retiree at this point. Move down, snowbird, snowbird. He's a snowbird. I just think that there are, like, if I'm looking right now, like, yes, I agree with you that the Saints, like, any season now, like, they're probably going to collapse. But until that point, the Saints are better. The Falcons are probably at the same level, I think. Um, like, I'm looking at the division um, odds right now. Buccaneers plus 170. Saints minus 110 to win the NFC South. Falcons plus 600. Like, that's that's some juicy odds for a team that looked very good over the last half of the season. Um, and they kind of kept everybody the same. There's some continuity there. I understand it's the Falcons. But um, the Packers, I think the Bears, now that they are, you know, if they start Nick Foles, like, uh, there's no reason to think that the defense isn't going to be just as good. Um, and Nick there Foles, might be some shrinkage up there. It's cold in Chicago. Nick yeah, Foles, I think, they, I think, I think, think the Bears. I think they uh, missed their window. I think the Bears are good, and I I like Matt Nagy a lot. Like I I'm I'm betting more so on a coaches I think this year, and that's going to be a theme we'll talk about when we get closer to future. You know, actually like picking these teams. Um, the Vikings like are probably still better than the the um than the Bucks right now. Um, I think I as, a, just, as a team, they just need to make the playoffs. There's seven teams to make the playoffs. Eagle, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. Like, I just don't see the Bucks, and I think the market is like really reacting 
like overreacting to Tom Brady, a 42-year-old quarterback going into this. Uh, you know, it's a it's it's a you know not a top-heavy NFC, but it's still an NFC that has a lot of good teams. So I, I, I I'm not I'm not buying it. I agree more with Kevin to be honest. Like I think that Brady's. Yeah. I think Brady's. Or co- er, fuck. <laughs> Mark it, Corey. You got it. Keep going. All right. Uh, I agree more with Terry on this, to be honest. Um, I think that Brady is a smart quarterback. Uh, he's going to be able to utilize and get the best, the most out of those tools or and the options that he's got. And I think that like the individual players might not put up numbers that are the same as what they put up with Winston because they were always throwing the ball. Um, I think that Brady's going to be able to run a better offense. I think he's going to throw less interceptions, less turnovers. Uh, I think it's going to be – he's going to be able to get the most out of them. I think it's going to be kind of similar to when Peyton Manning, like, first went to the Broncos, like, right after he had that surgery. You inject this, like, this well-regarded, esteemed, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I also think the Broncos had, like, the – I think that's that's a stretch comparison just because the Broncos had, like, the best defense in the NFL. Well, I'm um, saying, what I'm saying is that their the Bron- offense was still good. Like, it's not like I think I, – I don't think their offense is going to be any worse without – like, with Brady. <coughs> imagine them being worse. Like, Winston threw 30 interceptions besides the fumbles he had. Wait, very, 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 time out, time out. The, the Bucks had a top five DVOA defense in the league. So he's going to a sim- very similar situation. So like I, uh, and you uh, love DVOA. Good point. Good catch. Yeah, you Harry. love you love DVOA. According <laughs> to DVOA, they sure they're a run funnel team, so they have like the number one rush defense um, by a long shot because they like force teams to pass the ball. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of, like, Cleveland Browns energy, like, 2019 Cleveland Browns energy here. Talk about all the weapons. Talk about, oh, this is the, this is, look at all these weapons that he's got. This quarterback coming in, like, it's his all. Right. Now, you're comparing, to now you're weapons. comparing Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And you're I comparing mean, Freddie Kitchens to fucking Bruce Arians, who's uh, <laughs> such a good head coach. I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing any uh win total odds on uh on DraftKings right I now. Think, I think you're falling into your you cuz you love the Saints and then you like love, I don't love the Saints. I love I, I, got, I got burned by the Saints last year because I thought that last year was the te- was the year that they'd collapse. Yeah, so and now was, you're over now you're overcorrecting. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that <laughs> I don't believe all the Bucks hype. Like I'm just not there yet. New England Patriots over under nine and a half wins right now. What do you think on the other side of the coin with Belichick? Um, you know, I don't want to get into the whole stupid Belichick versus Brady thing, but you know, this is a team that looked very bad on offense in the last half of the year. You know, whether that's Brady, whether that's the entire offense, whether that's a lack of weapons, is a, is a whole other discussion. Or whether we already had that discussion a little bit, but. Where do you see the Patriots now? You know, they don't really have a quarterback. They have Jared Stidham. Um, they're probably there. I would imagine they would make a move to bring somebody in that's a little more experienced. But sitting over nine and a half wins, uh, over under nine and a half wins, where do you see Belichick um, and the Patriots without Brady this year? Hell. Uh, I think it's, I don't know how you bet this without seeing who they're going to put at quarterback. 
you know, it's a good point. I, I just I don't think you can bet it right now. And I mean, the other thing is to think about if there are since there are 17 weeks in the season now or 17 games in the season. So 18, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, you know, you're expecting them to go 10 and seven without a quarterback right now. That's also a good point to think about, Joe. Good for bringing that up. Um, when you're looking at these win totals, like you're gonna have to like pinch yourself and make yourself think like these these teams are playing one more game, and we don't know like what that's gonna do. The NFL hasn't announced who you know how these games how the 17th game is going to be picked like usually you know you play two games in in division you play yeah. two two divisions and then you pick you know you play those three teams in those divisions um and i think it can cut both ways now too because at the top of, at the top end you're gonna have more guys or more like elite teams probably gunning for you at the for it at the end to get that by mm-hmm. but then on the bottom end if you have teams in the middle they might say like fuck it like it doesn't really matter if we're the three seed or the five seed because we'd rather take a rest here uh you know on this extra game here somewhere in the season towards the end of the season if they know they're gonna make the playoffs yeah i'm i'm kind of staying away from over-unders unless like i think there's a team that's gonna like take a massive step forward um or a team that's going to like collapse uh the saints I like Saints. Still, I mean, it's over under ten wins. Like that's yeah. That's... All right. So I mean the AFC East. So the Patriots they play the AFC West, and they play the NFC West this coming year. Which are the two probably best divisions in the football? Uh yes. So they play at home. They play. The Broncos, Raiders, Cardinals, 49ers, Jimmy G coming back to Foxborough. Gotta love that storyline. And, I mean, then they also play the first-place teams in the other two divisions in the AFC. So they're playing the Ravens at home, and they're playing the Chiefs at, uh, they're playing Chiefs in Arrowhead. So, not ideal. I, I would, I mean, it all depends on who, who they, you know, pick up as quarterback, whether it's Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett or, uh, whoever the guy you said that's on their team now, I don't, I don't fucking know. Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck cares? Um, I would, I would lean towards the under, and I could see them just, you know, throwing, throwing in the towel this year, taking a, a page of the Dolphins, you know, successful playbook of tanking, and you know, kind of just look towards next year. Do they have missed playoff odds? Uh, not on, not on DraftKings right now. Because I was gonna say, I feel like if if you're gonna play the under, it might be like using that train of thought. Like it might be a reasonable play to do. Just miss the playoffs. Yeah, I think the the AFC is an interesting thing. Like you know, let's just quickly touch on you know we talked about the Bucks. Like I see Terry's all over the Bucks on like an emerging team this year. What are some other teams you're looking at to maybe surprise in a division? Or maybe uh, you know surpass some win totals um, going forward this year. Cause well, what do you think about the Cardinals with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins? It's tough. Like I kind of like some of the stuff that uh, that um, what's a Kings- Kingsbury has done. Dingleberry. Uh, and he looked good. I just think that the vision is so tough. Like yeah. top to bottom, it's the toughest division in football. You know, the 49ers, like I think they regress a lot this year. Um, you know, we've seen this in the past. Super Bowl winners, uh, Super Bowl losers that aren't the Patriots 
um, really, you know, missing the playoffs or barely fighting for a playoff spot. Like, I think there's some defensive regression there. Um, even though defensive, you know, it's crazy that their defensive coordinator didn't get a head coaching job because he did a phenomenal job this year. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks, I think, take a little step back, but I, I'm like buying the Rams a lot this year just because, like I said, like I'm going, um, I'm going. I'm basing my picks a lot based on coaching this year. And I think that Sean McVay like has some time to really think about like what went wrong this year. Uh, like they would have made the playoffs if the seven, uh, if the 17 game schedule was a thing, um, they would have been the last team in and they did look pretty good at the end of the year. And I think that, you know, he understands like he's going to figure it out. Um, so I don't, I'm not buying the Cardinals as like a team to surprise um, even though they do have DeAndre Hopkins, like, you know, I just, it's, it's just not, they don't really excite me. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, another team that I was kind of thinking about was the Jaguars in this circumstance. Now, like they're kind of giving the keys to Gardner Minshew for the whole season, um, coming in with getting like kind of getting some, <laughs> taking some lumps last season, uh, but maybe being able to prepare, get ready as the starting quarterback, uh, I, maybe they'll be good. To, maybe they have a, a shot there in that division. But I, I think know. that division is like wildly like it's a crap bad. Shoot. bad. It's a crap like, shoot. I think yeah. I think it's so bad. Like, no, I, I don't. Not, like they can make the. I'm not saying like they're gonna make like a huge splash, but I think they'd be better than they were last year. You know what I mean? Like the Colts are now favored to win the AFC South plus one fifty, which is like a little absurd. Phil Rivers was <laughs> so bad last year, so bad. Um, I don't really like, I, you couldn't really force me to pick a team in this because like Deshaun Watson's like a top five quarterback in the league, maybe top three and as bad as Bill O'Brien is. And like, he's doing all that he can to handicap like this generational quarterback that he has. He's still a generational quarterback. Um, the Titans, like, I don't know if I'm buying like everything they do offensively revolves around Henry. And like, we've seen running backs who, who do like who run a lot during the year they've they're losing a ton of guys this year in free agency um like i'm not really sure the titans get back to the playoffs um i guess we've seen a lot of running backs break down like the jaguars at 14 to 1 like who knows yeah it's more value opportunity i'd say but could be something terry any other teams you're looking at i mean i like the cardinals seven seven and a half to one on DraftKings, you got the Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. Uh, I mean, look at what happened last time Shanahan lost the Super Bowl. Granted, he wasn't the head coach, his offensive coordinator, and he did leave. But still, it, history says that they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, I mean, they have Russell Wilson. So as long as they have Russell Wilson... They have a shot, but again, they're all one-score games. Eventually, luck, you know, will go against you. And you've seen the NFL. You look at, you know, like the Chargers. You can't, you can't just consistently win or lose one-score games. Um, the Rams. I don't like the Rams at all. I don't. I think they've they've tied their fate to Jared Goff and his hundred whatever million dollar contract paying $30 million a year. Um, and it just, I mean, I know the cap went up, but still they're, they, they, 
their philosophy of not needing draft picks and just signing whatever free agents and trading whatever way to get these star players mm-hmm. I don't think is going to work. So I, I don't agree with you that the NFC West is one of the best in in the league, and I think that a team like the Cardinals could win the division at 9-7. and seven. What's a better division than the NFC West? A better division than the Top NFC to bottom. West? Top to bottom. NFC probably East. The N- <laughs> probably the NFC North. Uh, <laughs> prob- probably the AFC. Probably the NFC North. I would say the NFC North is definitely better. Okay. Fair. A team that I'm also looking at, like, think making a, a major step forward is the Broncos over under seven and a half. Um, we saw a lot last year towards the end of the season um, in terms of their rising DVOA. Uh, Wide receiver one. Yeah, like Cortland Sutton making huge strides. Drew Locke looked very good at the end of the year. Um, and I think that, you know, in division, like, yeah, the Chiefs probably run away with it, but if you're looking for a sneaky team to kind of get to that 10 win threshold, um, the Raiders, like, I don't see them really turning around this year. The Chargers don't have a quarterback right now, although their defense, like, is, is very good on paper. Um, the Broncos are a team I'm looking at. Um as well but you know just love talking nfl man it's good to, good to talk about it. it's good that it's it's in here first you know before we end things this podcast i wanted to talk about the 2020 nfl draft odds um the draft is scheduled for thursday april 23rd which is around a month from now um probably going to be a huge you know if there's still no games going on going to be a huge betting um, oh, yeah. event huge betting event and I, you know there's really no unless the nfl really wants to or they're thinking about maybe delaying their season and keeping things on track like i really don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't host like a draft um because it can be done virtually yeah yeah you, you don't get to ride a boat on the water and the fountain. <laughs> So the thought of that is an idiot, by the way, but I won't get into it here. First overall pick pretty much set. Like Joe Burrow is minus 2,500 to go to the Bengals. Uh, Can I interrupt now or do you want to finish reading the odds? Go ahead. You seem annoyed, but I'll go ahead. Um, There is a conspiracy on Dolphins Twitter. Okay. Currently a brew. That Joe Burrow liked a tweet from the Dolphins account um, in the past 48 to 36 hours, and that he essentially is, you know, that's his that's his smoke signal. His to, bat hey, signal. Get get me get me out of Cincinnati. Isn't he a Ohio kid? Yeah. Well, he had that huge conversation. <laughs> Like, like, there's nothing, like, all all, all sides have been, like, he's actually excited to, like, play for a team in his home state. Yeah, we'll see. Like, he got pretty much, he got pretty much ran out of Ohio State. So, like, 
I mean, maybe he has some animosity towards the state, even though because the state college kicked him out, um, you know, didn't didn't take a chance on him. But I think that's an absurd conspiracy. All right, cool. That's like the Dolphins Pizza Gate. The what? Bruce Corey. Disavow. <laughs> but I do want it because because right now, like, there's there's players and like I'm not as well read right now in like who's going to be drafted like in the late first round, mid first round. Cause there's like, you know, first safety drafted first tight end drafted that are all plus odds. Um, but like the second overall pick right now to the Redskins chase young is minus three Oh five. The Good team ball. to draft player for Tua and Terry, you've been Terry tanking for Tua Tagovailoa. Minus 167 to the Dolphins, and then the player draft position for Tua, the Dolphins are picking fifth. The over-under for Tua, under 3.5 is minus 167. Those odds match the Miami Dolphins uh, to draft Tua. So the consensus is that the Dolphins are going to trade up to the Lions pick and draft Tua. What are you hearing on the Dolphins' Twitter? Uh, that that's the most likely scenario is that they're going to trade up to um, the third pick with the Lions to get to get to <coughs> who are they jumping in the fourth pick? The Giants. Yeah, I mean the issue isn't um, necessarily any of the teams in front of them. It's the Chargers that are uh, sixth and right behind and, them, and Carolina and, and seven. It, yeah, uh, they're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater, so I don't think they care about that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really just like in the in the first, you know, eight picks, it's the Dolphins and the Chargers fighting for QB, assuming that the the uh, the Bengals take Burrow. So um, yeah, so I think I mean the Dolphins have the most draft capital to move up. So I if if two is their guy. I think they will move up to three, and the Lions will definitely entertain those picks and definitely bid them against each other if they're a smart organization. But again, they're the Lions, so I don't know if that's going to happen. What's a better, since the odds are the same, team to draft Tua, Dolphins, minus 167, and Tua under three and a half draft position, minus 167, what's the better bet? Say that again. Tua to Miami is minus 167. Yeah. Tua to be drafted under draft position three and a half. So it means he goes one, two, or three is minus 167. What's the better bet? Uh, I think the better bet's the Dolphins because I think all intents and purposes they're going to pick him. Um, whether they trade up or they just stay at five and take him. But, I mean, you're essentially getting two shots at the apple for the same price. I agree. I agree. All right. Any other futures you want to talk about um, before we move on to a little fun coronavirus segment of uh, Prop Lock and Drop It and Pods and Rex? Uh, no. No. That's all I got. I've, I've maxed out on the Bucks. Big Bucks guy this year. Big Florida guy this year. MLB futures, Joe? Uh, nothing yet. It's a little hazy because it looks like there's the season going to be cut. Um, so it's the you're going to get a lot of over under win total picks back. I think uh, mm-hmm. fairly soon. 
So we'll we'll take a look at it and see where to reinvest. But I think a lot of the value on those is probably going to be gone. Um, going to have to take a look at it just in terms of like maybe some guys coming back from injury and how that might affect it. Uh, you know, like or like a little bit of a shortened season or so to speak. So we'll see what we can do. Uh, but we'll have more clarity coming closer to the season. All right. Uh, moving on, last segments. Um, Terry, why don't you explain this this uh, this uh, game we're playing? <laughs> Thanks, Dominic. Yes, I'll explain this game we're playing. Don't choke on that Ritz. I know. Hold on one second. I just got to lube up my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Before you eat ah. that cracker. Um. So, I mean, coronavirus. I don't know if you guys heard it. COVID nineteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's quite a it's quite a pandemic at this point we're all we're all quarantined to our homes apartments cardboard boxes um man and it's it's it seems it, it's gotten some famous people and i've really enjoyed just watching these these twitter um announcements almost Magic Johnson-esque, not really, because it doesn't shake the whole sports world. Announcements that they have tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, we've seen Tom Hanks, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, Rudy Gobert, Dominic. I see breaking as of this uh, recording. Two members of Congress have announced positive tests. They have. Uh, both sides. Both sides. Also, uh, nonpartisan virus. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens' career also. Oh a wow, a total victim. Nineteen. Um, so it's really, uh, it's not a discriminatory virus, and can really can get anyone. But it's you know, it's weird that it's, you know you have all these celebrities coming on and be like, oh yeah, I got, I got, I got the virus, I got the itis. Uh, so uh, we were thinking, or I was thinking, because I have a dark mind in this small, small apartment. You know, if you're coronavirus and you're on the clock, who's who's your number one draft pick? So when you initially posed this to me, I thought of this game that I've had on my phone for like the last three years that's called Plague. And... <laughs> If you want to talk about dark games, like you create a strand of a uh, either a virus, like a fungus or something, that's basically like you're you're trying to create a plague, and it's a very dark game. Like I'm not like saying this is how I think about the world, but it's like got some strategy in terms of like who you need to infect, like how you need to like mutate the DNA of the virus to grow it uh, to basically infect the most people. So. My thought is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a very, it's a very popular how, game. How does how does TSA let you on a goddamn airplane? <laughs> it's a very popular game on on uh, the Apple Store. Dom, Dom, that is the most incel thing you've ever said. What the hell? So my point is, if you're coronavirus, like well, you have to look at wants Medicare for all. So you're looking at coronaviruses. Um, intentions like are you trying to stay under the radar to infect more people before people find out about it like gonorrhea 
Because, like, if you're picking somebody really famous, like, that alerts people to how serious it is. Oh, like, so you think coronavirus kind of fucked up when they went with Rudy Gobert first? So you're, uh, no, well, you're talking about, like, is it, are, are you looking for a splashy free agent signing? Or are you a culture that builds through the draft? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, maybe trade down for some picks um, in the later rounds to kind of, like, you know, sneak up on people. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden, like, you're in the Super Bowl because. Belichick situation. Yeah. You basically mm. built through the draft, got a lot of, like, those juicy second to fourth round picks um, in two or three years. And now you have a young core that you can play with, like, a salary cap without having to re-sign a lot of people. So, um that's my – I think I would trade down, not pick someone at the number one pick, see what the best offer you can get is, trade down, stockpile those picks, and maybe uh, pick some people that um, you know aren't necessarily as front-facing but come into contact with a lot of people. And you can read between the so, lines on that one. All right. Well, so we I mean, literally didn't even start the game, and you already changed the rules. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving my pick. Like, I'm saying to trade down. Now he's no, playing I pandemic. Mean, well, no, I mean, he's you're still going to have to pick. I mean, like, look, okay. So, Corona got Tom Hanks, which honestly is an incredible first-round pick over Durant, over uh, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Idris Elba. I, Idris Elba, he's Up a very there. close second. He Up should there. be James Bond. I still don't understand. R.I.P. Charles Minor. Um, but, look, you got Tom Hanks, who essentially is, like, a Big Ten left tackle everyone loves, and he's going to be on your team for like 12 years and just a solid all-pro player. Proven survivor. It's, it's Yeah, a proven survivor. He's survived um, suicidal thoughts on an island, coconut, he, or I'm sorry, volleyball. Uh, he survived Somali pirates. He survived uh, little kids. Uh, living on TV in Mr. Rogers. Uh, what else has he survived? Uh, oh, he Castaway. Uh, Single, singular pandemic. I, I, Jesus, I just said that was the first thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> he survived being an adult in a child's body. That's true. Oh, Without guy. getting arrested, which is yeah. insane. He survived getting any STDs from Jenny. That's true. That's miracle. That's a true he miracle. Too, yeah, Philadelphia. All he uh, caught on that was a baby. So he's basically like Orlando he did, Pace. He have AIDS in Philadelphia. He did. That was the yeah. one time I don't think he actually ends yeah, up surviving. Survive okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, coronavirus with a solid draft board and taking. Catch me if you can. First. He kept his job even though he couldn't do it right. Yeah. No, he's very bad at his job. Probably worse than Claire Danes in Homeland, but he's still getting promoted. Very odd. Um, so if you're coronavirus, do you like, do you like Tom Hanks first pick? Do you, what do you, what do you think here? Who are you, who are you taking for most publicity, you know, making sure that people know, know your name, Joe. Mm. I don't know. This is a tough one because I think, I mean, I don't know. I want to say, like, some celebrity. Like, I think I would go with a celebrity. 
for sure. <laughs> um, I think that I would go. Great analysis. I'm, I'm saying I, I don't think I would trade down. I wouldn't trade down. I wouldn't take the second and fucking third round picks for this. I would, you know, go for the first round pick. I think that it would be beneficial to have someone that is kind of like relatable to a lot of different people, maybe uh, in the limelight a little bit. Um, I might say a guy like Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> All right. All right. Stop there. <laughs> okay. That's um, a pick. That's a pick. I, if you're, if you're <laughs> Leave it at that. It's a pick. It was honestly one of the worst analysis I've ever heard. You started it by saying I would pick a celebrity. Well, no shit, man. All right. Um, I'm going, and I'm going to do this to undercut Dom's shit argument about. No, I, if, you're, if, you're for, if you're forcing me to pick, I have a pick. But you well, I'm not going to force you to pick. I'm going to make you pick because your other strategy seems stupid. I'm just saying, um, like, I'm a stockpile picks guy, but I do have a very good number one pick after you. You're you're forgetting the fact that people are fucking stupid, and it's not going to be the virus that kills most of them. It's going to be the chaos that ensues. So you can make that strain as crazy as you want and be as insidious as you want, but if you don't create the chaos that we see nowadays on Twitter or via Twitter of Walmart and Costco – you're not really doing your job as a virus. So my first round pick would be Oprah. Well, wow. shockwaves. Um, people would Sex flip the fuck out because that's, you know, people look to her for some sort of guidance most of the time. She's a great person to, to rely upon for any sort of, uh, you know, straight arrow, true north type person. Uh, I will say, I mean, she's over 50, so she's at risk. So you exactly. could have just killed Oprah. I just want you to think about that. It was Tom Hanks. And the real COVID did that. I mean, okay. And I can't pick Tom Hanks since he's already technically been chosen. I'm going with Oprah. Make a name for myself right out the gate. Cause pandemonium, which is going to lead to more social unrest and inevitably more deaths because people are stupid. And, um, you know. If your first thought is to go buy bullets, you're an idiot, and you're the reason why people die during hysteria. So um, my pick, my number one pick, if you're not letting me trade down, which I still think is the best strategy. It's a stupid strategy. It's not. You have no suitors. Just, everyone's saying no. We don't want to trade down. You have. That's to exactly. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go with uh, what the market's giving you. Um, so just to give a sense of the timeline here. Um, Rudy Gobert was diagnosed on March 11th, which is on a Wednesday. Well, we can um, my my number one pick, and this is if I was coronavirus going straight for the jugular on people saying, you know, basically, don't fuck with me. On my first round draft pick on March 6th, about five days before that, tweeted the coronavirus panic is dumb <laughs> it got 1.73 million likes on twitter it got probably a lot more retweets it's not loading how many retweets it said it was twitter's most liked and retweet retweeted tweet during the past seven days this is an article from march 13th and my first round pick who tweeted that is elon musk so First round pick, 
Elon Musk basically coming at me saying that, you know, it's dumb. No one worry about this. If it came out two days later that Elon Musk had coronavirus, boom, like most, you know, eat shit moment of all time. And that puts me out of the map. So you're a vengeful virus. Yes. Okay. I like it. Wow. I'm happy you changed your strategy because your first one, we all know how viruses work, man. It's not going to do the trick. That'll do the trick. That's a good pick. Great pick, Dom. Elon Musk. Everyone cares about him. Am I speaking into the mic? Now you are. Did you not hear me before? You could. It was just faint. Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you. So we have... Oh, is uh, it my turn? You said Tom Hanks. No. He said the stage. He's never been picked. Oh. I think I think Tom Hanks is an incredible first pick. All right, then give me your um, first pick. So my pick, um, I'm gonna stay younger because I, you know, I would, I'm hoping to pick someone who's asymptomatic and will not, you know, have health complications due to the issues uh, of Corona COVID nineteen. Sorry, call by his proper name. Um, as Corey may have killed Oprah and Dom picked a random celebrity. Just a celebrity. Uh, a no, Joe picked a random celebrity. I picked like a business leader. <laughs> I, I said that. I said Joe. No, you said Dom. No, you said Dom. Uh, Joe picked a celebrity, quote unquote. And <laughs> business leader. Uh, I'm going to, I'm looking at someone who is uh, very not uh, polarizing. So it gets the people talking, gets people on Twitter, gets. Gets their fan base a rabid, rabid, rabid is the word, right? Rabid, rabid or avid? Rabid. I can, yeah, I combine two words. Uh, rabid fan base against the haters, which I think are, I know where you're going. There are quite a few. Um, she is young. She is about my age. She it is, is a. Universal superstar Taylor Swift. That was good. I thought you were going Beyonce for a second, and then you made a hard turn. No, Beyonce's too. No, I'm not. I'm not messing with the Beehive. I hope Beyonce is <laughs> a very prosperous life. Beehive, I'm with you. Do not come at me, please, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. No. Taylor Swift. I mean, she like people hate her. People love her. She is, you know, just about our age, and I, you know, there would be no no health impacts to her, possibly to people around her. But um, yeah, it 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 would be a great pick. It's it's a younger version of Tom Hanks. Well, not really. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. All right. If I'm uh, if I'm going through, um, the, you know, the the spin room in the draft. If I'm, uh, you know, Chris Broussard in the NBA draft, or if I'm uh, Adam Schefter in the NFL, or Mel Kiper, I'm giving Corey an A. Thank you. I'm giving Terry an A. Thank you. I'm giving me an A, and, and I'm giving Joe. And F. <laughs> I don't even remember who he picked. He picked Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, quick pause and Rex to take us out. Um, who wants to go first? All uh, right, I'm getting a lot of nose goes. Um, I'm just going to recommend um, video games. I think it's a great way to uh, stimulate the mind, pass some time during this uh, epidemic, this pandemic. I think that uh, a lot of us have grown up with video games, especially if you're around our age. And now that we work and have jobs that we don't really get a chance to play them. Um, so now with a little more home time, no more commute time, we have a little more time in the day. Um, so video games, any of them, all the above. um, just downloaded NBA 2k 20, looking to get yes. a uh, online, online franchise started with Joe. Um, I've been playing some, uh, rounds of golf on, uh, EA sports, uh, you know, Roy McElroy PGA tour. Um, and, uh, I did play some, old games like ps4 has like a ps now or ps yeah. play or something like that and you can play a lot of old games so i started up like uh some elder scrolls 4 oblivion Ooh. Um, final, final fantasy 7 uh, i played a nascar game for a hot second until uh, i sucked at it so uh, but that's that's my that's my pods and rex who's next stoking stoking golf stoking golf in covid 19 yeah i'm uh, playing uh, sunday if you want to play with me all right that was, yeah, okay. Next. All right. Who's up? All right, Joe, go. Celebrity man. All right. <laughs> so, you know, it's good to, you know, sometimes like when you're, you know, like when you're sitting on the couch for all day, like I feel like quarantine and self, uh, social, uh, whatever the fuck, you know, uh, I feel like. This is even I know. Oh, I know. No, fuck, <laughs> wait, no. First of all, fuck you, Joe. Just think, what? just sit there and say, you know what it's like to be self quarantined. You had to go to work for the past three days. You have no idea what we've all been through. So don't sit there and think that you know what it's like because you don't. You haven't been through it. So don't sit there and pander to the audience and say, oh, yeah, self quarantine sucks. You have no fucking idea no i didn't say it sucks i said what i'm getting at is it gives me vibes of like being homesick whether you are sick or not and you know what i really want when i'm sick beef stew so i'm gonna recommend didn't see this coming <laughs> i'm gonna recommend crock pots and beef stew i think this is an ideal time to let something simmer and slow cook for the entire day. You can have your eyes on it. You don't have to let it go. You can control that temperature. No risk of fire. You're going to be in great shape. You can tenderize that shit. You can eat that shit. You can use, like, it becomes a question. Do you use a spoon? Do you use a fork? Do you use both? Do you use a ladle? Um, this is really a prime opportunity to expand, you know, your palate. Use a crock pot and... And uh, really get that like good feeling of you know like warm meat melting in Keep your mouth. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy you kept fi no. finished that one off nicely. All right, <laughs> Terry and Corey. Am I going or are you going? You're going. Um, I recommend just you know listening to music, microphone covering, covering your mouth. 
when you when you cough. I've been listening to a lot of cover songs, just like deep diving into them. Um, one of my favorites, I would say, possibly one of the best in the in the past decade, is Mr. Wives' cover of Riptide. It's incredible. She has an incredible voice. I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, I've been listening. Who is this? Mr. Wives. But they covered Vance Joy's Riptide, and it's so good. Top five cover song of the past decade. Wow. Highly recommend. It's, you know, you're sitting at home, working, listening to music. I recommend, you know, it's nice to switch it up, listen to some cover songs, some things you don't expect. Mr. Wives Riptide. All right, producer Corey, take us out. Um, I started watching The Outsider on HBO. I don't know what to make of it. It confuses me. I love it. Uh, I haven't finished yet, but so far I am fully entertained, and I'm going to give it my stamp of approval, uh, which is a very coveted stamp. Uh, Most stamp collectors never actually get to get my stamp of approval, so they're a little bummed about it. But I'm putting it on The Outsider. Uh, Stephen King's involved. I'll leave it at that. So it's not going to quite be what you think it is. It's good. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Great great first overall pick. Yes. Bateman. Ooh, that wouldn't have been a, that would have been a better pick, Joe, if you picked Bateman. <laughs> All right. Watch out, Jimmy Kimmel. Very deep. Enjoy social distancing. Um, stay stay up. We're gonna do some uh, horse racing picks Friday or Saturday. Horse racing. Uh, we'll uh, we'll announce it. Uh, and maybe some interactive uh, brackets. We'll see. Yeah. If you don't follow maybe. us at the Oddscast on uh, Instagram, at the Oddscast Pod on Twitter. Um, Donnie DeLeo, Terry Takes, Joe DeLara, Bruce Corey, signing off episode Bye. See you next week.
I'ma buy a new Celine, let her ride in the forest with me. Ooh, she the babe, I'm her boo, and she down to break the rules. Ride or die, she gon' go, I'm gon' do. She finesse, I pipe up, she take that, put in overtime on your body. You don't gotta go work, 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 but you gotta be. 